I guess first things first, right? Uh, as we uh, take a look at the progress that's been made, um, Sassria obviously appears to have adopted an opportunity to consistently assist risk uh, within the local environment. Help us understand if risk typically is heightened during election years when it comes to the risk and potential damage of public property and protests. Generally, the short answer is no. I mean, if you look at uh, democracy in 1994, if you were to look at the insurance uh, uh, claims during an election year, they do tend to be low. There's nothing really alarming about them at all. Uh, Our loss ratio tends to uh, range between 25 to 28%, which is totally acceptable for a risk uh, uh, like, like ours. However, in this current year, obviously, there are many things and there are various scenarios that we have to take because I I, I think it's going to be unlike any other elections uh, we've had uh, before. Mm. And and maybe let's... uh... uh, You know, they raise uh, various possibilities. Sorry about that. I've got you loud and clear. The line just keeps on uh, connecting and disconnecting. But I'm hoping, Mbumi, you can indulge us just by contextualizing that this year's election might be different. I'm assuming, you know, you you follow through with some of the comments, the rhetoric, the messaging that might be shared. And if there's anything specific that um, makes you underscore this level of potential risk. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There there are two issues on, on our radar screen. The first one is, as, as you are correctly referring to, is the rhetoric that the IEC, our independent election body, can run an election that is rigged. The one thing that uh, one can say about our elections is that they are really safe from being uh, rigged. One, they're amongst the most transparent in the world. That's the first thing. The, the, the second one, the technology that is used in them and so on. And number three, the controls that are in place within the IEC and various civil society bodies that would look at the election outcomes and see if there's a potential for rigging. And furthermore, what we must remember is that during vote counting, and this is important for South Africans to know, all political parties are in the room when the ballots are being counted. Mm. So the idea that someone can influence the outcome of our elections it's rather from what i can see uh, at the moment and then we've had this rhetoric that uh, you know if uh, so doesn't win or so on so it will mean that the elections are rigged and this is really sending an incorrect message to south africans that might lead to dire consequences people take that messaging into you know into into heart so that's the first part of uh, uh, that's the first concern mm-hmm. the second concern uh, I, I think that the, 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 the difference is that if you were to look at what happened during the municipal elections and the coalitions that um, happened uh, during uh, during that time and the instability that they brought into some uh, municipalities especially the major metros that we have in South Africa should South Africa find its event where we'll have to rely on a coalition uh, arrangement at national government, then it will 
put us in new territory, which normally what will happen in such a scenario is that uh, you know decision making tends to be much much slower. Mm. We do know that I mean the Human Rights Commission has published its report uh, two days ago or on Monday rather, and then the panel that was appointed by the president uh, when the July 2021 uh, event happened, they pointed to the slow decision making that happened in dealing with uh, with with that particular problem. Slow decision making does affect that the response to whatever that could uh, that could that could happen. So those are the, really the two things that we are looking at. Mm. As you mentioned, uh, heightened risk. This does mean that you're speaking to uh, reinsurers uh, for additional support. Uh, help us contextualize. Since the 2021 <coughs> looting and unrest, has there been a substantial increase, perhaps, in the cost of reinsurance, or are you finding that the negotiations are slightly more favourable? No, look, the negotiations are even tougher. Oh. Uh, sadly, as South Africans, sometimes we, we know we tend to score what I would call own goals when we interact with some of the challenges that South Africa faces. You'll have noticed this week uh, the IMF uh, said, you know, uh, the economic outlook for South Africa is unlikely to improve. So that's the that's the first part, and then the second one, from a corruption point of view, we've gone down the list uh, once once more, and uh, and then you couple it with that uh, a year ago we were grey listed as well, so reinsurers then tend to look that is unfolding. They look at our socio-economic uh, environment, and they start to say that in. Should something happen in South Africa, things are likely to be worse than before. So when they deal with a scenario where they think that worse, two things they do. The first one is that some we are finding that they do not they don't do not want to provide us with the cover, and those that are willing to provide us with the cover, they increase the premiums quite substantially. So we are anticipating an increase even this year, post July 2021. Our premiums went up by 300%. The following year, they went up by 40%. I'm really hoping that we can negotiate a single-digit increase this current year. Mm. Let's certainly hope so, because as you say, you know, single-digit increase uh, is uh, still substantial, but at least uh, something that will be affordable. To close off with, Mpumi, I can imagine, you know, we might sit here as South Africans thinking, ah, I'm disgruntled, I'll burn a couple of tires and, you know, protest in the street. But I guess this calls for even more calm to be expressed by South African citizens, because the (coughs) ripple effects and the financial consequences are just so substantial. Exactly. I mean, I think advent of democracy yes uh, uh, we've got a right to protest and and people should use that but i think we should exercise that right with responsibility there's absolutely no need for us to destroy infrastructure Mm -hmm. because this is the very same infrastructure that we need to create jobs uh, to create economic opportunities yes most South africans might feel that our economy is not inclusive enough but for us to progress in that area, that is exactly what we need to do, which is, you know, uh, to retain and protect our infrastructure. But let's remain positive. 
I mean, what made July 2021 not worse than it could have been was that various communities in many provinces of South Africa said this should stop, it should not happen in our name, and they took action to protect property. I hope that prevails uh, as we go into the elections and uh, we have much more calm and sober response to whatever the outcome of the elections. 100%. And where we can as South Africans and us as representatives of the media will continue to to drive that message home because uh, as you've described the consequences are far reaching uh, not just for a day or two of inconvenience in traffic. Such a pleasure speaking to you Mr. Cheek. We're looking forward to hearing more from you uh, in the months to come. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za